Hello, and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel, and today I'm joined by a plant alchemist, movement and meditation facilitator, and an all-around magic maker, Freedom Chevarello. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give it a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. All right, let's jump into it. Welcome, Freedom. I must be daydreaming because I am over <laughs> the moonbeam to be having you joining me today. Stop it, Queen. Oh, my God. Bless you. <laughs> Trademark. Yes. I really am so stoked to have you here today. We've Aww. been in touch for years, and I just absolutely adore you. <laughs> Ditto, Queen. I'm so, I'm like beyond. This is just a dream come true. It is a moon dream, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, moonbeam. So good. So this podcast, as you know, has a monthly astrology and tarot segment, and I always ask my guests if they will share with us their sun, moon, and rising signs. Oh, yeah. So I am Libra sun, Gemini moon, Gemini rising. Triple air. Yes. <laughs> so I have put together an archetypal sentence that sums you up astrologically for your and my and our listeners entertainment. Are you ready for that? Yes, queen. Okay. So you are the peaceful creative, which is your Libra sun with the soul of the storyteller, which is your Gemini moon who appears to the world as the messenger, which is that Gemini rising. Oh my goddess. Wow accurate it's so cool actually yes it is also quite accurate it's like my high self right there it absolutely is so i am really excited to be borrowing your expertise today on the topic of essential oils it feels like in the last few years oil diffusers have been popping up in nearly every home gaining traction and popularity as a holistic health support and so much more i was essential oil curious myself And I finally took the dive recently into the essential oil world with your help. And the more that I've learned, the more I realize how much there is to learn. Oh, yeah. It's a whole deep dive. Definitely. And you are someone that I would consider to be in a mastery relationship with essential oils. So I'm curious, can you share with us a little bit about your journey to beginning and continuing to use these oils? Oh, yes. I'd be honored. So it's a high honor to even be considered in the vein of mastery because this is such a wide lens to look at, interpret, and understand ourselves. So essential oils, I like to work with this idea, plant allyship. And it's a movement where we're able to create a relationship through alchemy that connects us to the everyday magic and the miracle of being. When I first started out with essential oils, though, it was way more casual than that. It was way more simple. It was like, I need help. I'm out of options. I don't know what else to do. And I just had this crippling patterning. I was like ridiculously disembodied and just painfully disassociative. I had struggled for years with disordered eating patterns. And I went through just dozens of modalities trying to find something that would really support me. And it wasn't until I kind of ran into essential oils. And the first one that I ever used was geranium. Geranium is my conversion oil, I call it. Everyone has an ally that converts them into the magic of what the resonance of the earth can do for them. And geranium was mine. This woman came into my life. She introduced me and she just handed me the bottle. It was so casual. And I was like, I've heard of essential oils. I'm pretty woo anyway. So I had the like flower essence, essential oil. I had heard of these things before, but I didn't know about therapeutic usages. And so doTERRA, which is the essential oil company I work with exclusively, they pioneered this idea of therapeutic essential oils. And we can talk about like all the nuts and bolts of that later on. But the geranium, I opened the bottle and I was so soothed. I just felt so present. Like all of a sudden I had a feeling and I hadn't had feelings in so long. It was shocking. 
And I just looked at this woman who was looking back at me. And I had this momentous thing happen where I was just like, okay, I need to know more. And that's, that's how I got started. <laughs> that is such a lovely story. And I love that you touched on this plant allyship idea. The first time I ever heard that concept of plant allyship came out of your mouth. And I just, as soon as I heard <laughs> it, I was like, oh, I think I kind of get it now. Yeah, that's really what transitioned it for me too. Because, you know, initially I was using oh essential oils, herbs, remedies, things like that. But this idea plant allyship came into my awareness through the zeitgeist of things. And I use it because basically when you're working with plants, you're working with friends. The same way that I would call you to talk about astro magic, I would call geranium to talk about embodiment, to talk about trust and love. And I call upon the allies in every different way that I would call upon different experiences or people. So the personification is what kind of feeds the metaphor. And it's in that storytelling, kind of like what you were alluding to earlier, the natural way that we tell our story, that resonance is found inside of every plant. Plant allyship is also just a way to understand how to use the oils in a way that is casual and worthy of the resonance of the earth herself. It's just a profound idea. I love that in every way. And it shifted my mindset. When you said plant allyship, I had like this huge aha moment where this light bulb appeared above my head. And I was like, oh, wait, this could involve me. This could benefit me. This could align me in a relationship, a closer relationship with the earth. Preach it. That's exactly what it's for. And there's a certain kind of exclusivity that happens with wellness. And when we look at holistic therapeutics and ways we emotionally support each other, there's like a disconnect between what's possible for ourselves. And that's something that I really had to deal with with my disembodiment and my disassociation. Like I didn't really believe that I could find alignment and attunement. I thought that was for the other people. And I had my own story like we all do about who gets to be worthy of feeling good in their body. So when I started utilizing plant allyship in this way, it actually lifted me out of the idea that I wasn't worthy and that I couldn't understand. And instead it gave me languaging and a platform by which to understand and then embody because disembodiment creates confusion. And if we're confused, we can't make changes. So what essential oils did for me is they helped me find the clarity because they're not just the volatile organic liquid. They're not just a simple compound. Like in 3D, that's their definition. But what they're able to do is activate a resonance that your body actually responds to emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. So the plant allyship idea is the same quest that we have in finding our community in personhood. It's just in plant queendom, which is so cool. I love that so, so much. And isn't there kind of a parallel between what is in these oils and also what's in our bodies? Yeah. So that's the thing about essential oils. Essential oils are technically carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. So your body is also dominantly carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. We know this because we're made of so much water, right? So the other thing about essential oils that way is that they're so small. They can pass through your skin. They can get into your bloodstream. They can go through your blood-brain barrier and they can go into the cell walls. So the efficacy of the oils in therapeutic use extends beyond just the scent. It actually goes into your body system to help you aim at homeostasis. And we know, we know, of course, that balance is what breeds this. So if we can find a way to interact with the oils metaphysically and psychospiritually and then physically with our bodies, just by noticing that we're actually made of the same things. So the essential oil isn't different from you. That's why your body understands it so well. It speaks the language of essential oils. 
Absolutely. And when I put it on, I feel that union between me and the essential oils. And it's, I laugh about, you know, my (laughs) viewpoints before where I'm like, I don't know what's this thing about these essential oils. Like the reality is I didn't have the language and I didn't have the understanding or the experience. And then once I had actually sat down and did a one-on-one session with you where I gained some language, where I gained some understanding and I got to smell them and see them and experience (laughs) them. I was like, whoa, this is magical as fuck. Yeah. That's what makes the difference. Essential oils. This is like, we can talk all day about organic food. We can talk about all day how organic food will make you feel better. will make you feel healthier. will make you feel more vital. But until you consume organic food for a month, you don't really know the difference in your body. So the same thing with essential oils. We can hear about essential oils all day, but until we experience them physically with our senses, we don't really have an understanding that's beyond cognitive. It's just an idea. And so, yeah, that's what happens when you really get in touch with them. You get to feel them, just like when you get to feel anything. Experience can help you break through barriers of belief that may or may not be real. Yes, it's so well put. And it also helps you to differentiate like what's yours and what's not. We have a lot of times, you know, like trends. It's like trends versus style. Style has kind of a timelessness, your own style, but something could be trendy. So essential oils went into the zeitgeist as like a really trendy thing. And there's all these ideas about what they're about, what they mean, what they're for. But when we're talking about plant therapeutics, talking about emotional support and alchemy, it's really relevant to know your sourcing, your potency, all of those things, and work with people that have spent time personally with the oil so that when you get introduced, when you make that meeting, it makes sense. You can feel it. Yes. I love it. You're such a great connector with all your Gemini magic. <laughs> <laughs> that Gemini vibe. It's, it's the vibe. <laughs> it's, it is strong in you and I appreciate it. So much fun. So I want us to dive a little bit into some of these building blocks, the foundation for essential oils. And the first question I have for you in that regard is what are, say, three essential oils that you think everyone should start out with and why? Oh my gosh, that is a... That is a great question. So if I was going to have a top three, frankincense, first of all, all about truth, all about the way that we find resonance with what's really going on inside of us. Frankincense is a resin. It's really grounding and it's one of the oldest essential oils. So you kind of get this echo of how long they've been utilized by the human. And that's a great place to start because it sets your foundation magnolia is magic. Flowers are my favorite. I have a huge bias for flowers. They just symbolize resilience in so many ways. So magnolia is this burst, very simple smell, and it's about self-compassion. Compassion being the way to forgiveness, which is the way forward. And so having compassion for self, often we focus a lot on having compassion for other, which is beyond relevant, of course. But being able to navigate compassion for self, forgiveness of self, it really helps us to facilitate change in our life. It gives us a fresh breath. I really love magnolia. And then lavender. Everyone needs lavender. I will joke about sometimes just like throwing lavender at people. It's just so needed in the world. It's so important. And lavender is about communication, clarity in communication, It's also soothing. We know that lavender is soothing for the nervous system, but I like to think of it with communication. So I'll often put it on my throat. I'll often put it in beverages and drink it just to kind of have this echo of knowing what I want to say, meaning it, and then being able to say it clearly. So in our efforts to become communicative, you know, as the culture kind of shifts into more digital things, There's even more relevance around being clear in our communication. Lavender is just a gorgeous one to have. Wow. Those are all so wonderful. And lavender, when I think of that scent, it kind of makes me think of a bath. Like I'm going to have a lavender bath bomb of some sort, or maybe Mm -hmm. in this instance, lavender in the bath. Could I put lavender oil into my bath? 
Oh yeah, totally. So lavender is really great for baths too. Like I just, that's one of my favorites. Lavender and cardamom is a bath is like amazing. I would recommend for sure when you're putting oils in your bath that they go into your salt first. And so you want the oil to land in the salt and then the salt will dissolve and the oil will diffuse throughout the bath. And so if we just put the oils directly in the water, it's not bad, but they don't go everywhere and you don't get as immersive as an experience. Oh, wonderful. And then as far as the salt goes, is like Epsom salt or is there a different kind of salt that you would recommend? Girl, I always tell people invest in the dead sea salts. Just invest in dead sea salts. They are so mineral rich. It's like so holistic for your body. I love dead sea salts. However, Epsom salts are 100% amazing. You can also use Himalayan pink salt, which is kind of a fun little like ditty. If I'm putting rose quartz in my bath, I'll add a little Himalayan salt just because it's so mineral rich. But yeah, Epsom salts for therapeutic, dead sea salts, hands down my favorite. That's also wonderful. And when I think about like lavender makes me think of baths and taking a lavender bath. And if I could just have my communication be as gentle as a bath. Oh my gosh. Baths are highly underrated. I feel like, like I take so many baths and they just, I get some of my best ideas in the bath. Yeah. There's just something really magical about a bath because it's just you. And if you are using something like lavender, then it's that communication time with yourself and your soul Mm -hmm. and bringing yourself home in a way that's really powerful because you're also taking that time to tend and care for your physical human body on this planet. Oh, yeah. So this is actually an episode about baths now, guys. Surprise. (laughs) So good. Yes. I love all of that in frankincense too. Like there's just, there's so much magic in those allies. And thank you so much for sharing just the tip of the iceberg with them, because I know that there's so much more that we could say. I mean, we could spend the entire episode just talking about those three, probably. Oh, yeah. There's just so many places to go with the allies. Like, there really are. And every individual has ones that will resonate with them in particular for different spiritual, emotional support and purpose. So as everybody kind of gets into their plant ally journey, they start to find resonance and usage, just practical application in their everyday life because essential oils can go super woo for sure. Like I live there all the time, but they also are really practical and usable tools for like everyday transformation. Definitely. And it's different because like with astrology, you know, I can talk about astrology, you can talk about astrology. And that is something that's like out in the ethers. It's above us. It's, you know, it's beyond us. We're talking about it, but I can't see Jupiter when I'm like, Jupiter, guys, the expansion, it's here. Like people can't see it, you know, so it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. as real. It makes it kind of a little bit harder to connect. But when you're like this magnolia, man, it's helping me like have self-compassion. You can put it on, you can smell it, you can experience it, you can become embodied in it like you were talking about and that is just so awesome it makes it easier and more accessible for literally everybody yeah and you know with the magnolia in particular so the magnolia comes in a roller it's a really easy to use oil it's already mixed with a coconut oil and it just flows across the skin and there's a softness to the application that kind of matches the resonance of compassion And so we could talk about the oils often, but when we're in this space of negative self-talk, deep and limiting belief, can't really keep your focus around staying positive about your own self, and you take out your magnolia and you just allow her to help you by letting yourself fall into resonance with the earth. The earth only wants you to thrive. She only gives abundance. The earth provides. And when we're able to utilize our allies when we need them, we're able to gift ourselves with these gifts. It's just so important, so tangible. And it bridges this gap between not understanding how and then being inside of the why. It's really cool. Yeah, that is super cool. And while you were talking, I was like, Literally, everybody's getting Magnolia for their birthday this year. Like, (laughs) if my friends are listening and they're like, huh, I wonder what Carrie's going to get me. You're getting Magnolia for your birthday. Like, Christmas Magnolia. It's so good. Like, 
every holiday, <laughs> New Year's, Halloween, you're all going to get some magnolia because like, how could that not be wonderful? I mean, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, but I got to start with me because I don't have any yet. So yes. we'll chat. We'll, can- we'll can connect about that. this. I need that. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> so good. So my next question for you is, can you tell us about a time when using essential oils made a big impact in your life? Mm. Wow. That's a big question. There are so many. Hmm. Well, actually, the first one comes to mind was just the other day because it happened so recently. And I made an intuitive blend of grapefruit and cilantro. Grapefruit is all about unconditional honoring of the body space. So it's having kind of a body conscious day. And cilantro is about releasing control, just letting go and falling into the flow of what's naturally occurring. And so I blended those two together. I put a couple drops in my hand added a little bit of carrier oil, a sweet almond oil, rubbed my hands together, rubbed it all over the areas of my body that I was starting to feel insecure about. And then I sat for meditation, feeling the parts where I could feel the oil because the grapefruit and the cilantro, they kind of have a little bit of a cooling effect. And I focused my attention on those spaces, repeating certain affirmations that I really love to use. I release resistance. I am willing to change. I am ready to release the need X, Y, Z, and just really grounding into what I was trying to create. And I felt better. I really was able to leave my energy behind and go forth with this new flow. And so the way that your limbic brain works, it's only two and a half seconds to become impacted by scent. It's our oldest sense. It's that thing that protects us from all these volatilities in our environment. We can sense a change in our environment before we even really become consciously aware of it. And so using the oils in this therapeutic way, in that instance, I was able to intersect my subconscious thought pattern of you're not good enough, X, Y, Z, and sit with this feeling with the resonance of the oils, with the resonance of body honor, the resonance of letting go of control. And it literally infuses my experience so that I can move forward. Wow, that's super, super powerful. And it resonates with me. I mean, like that Mm. is something I'm always personally working with is this control idea because I have a tendency to be like, bum, 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 you do this, I do that. We're going to divide and conquer. And this is how it's going to like come together. And I have this master plan and I'm always master planning. But like, What I have learned is that the desire to have a plan is rooted in a desire to have control, which is rooted in, well, when I don't have control, then I X, Y, Z, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's a really powerful share. And I appreciate you sharing (laughs) that vulnerably with us because Uh I don't think that you and I are unique in that struggle. I think that that's something that's so human. Yeah. Yeah, it is human. And the thing about the allies for support like just for support the same way that you call your certain friends for your certain support. You can call upon these allies for that same resonance. It's really important to bridge that gap because it's less impossible to feel better when we have actual tangible tools. So oil is an actual physical thing that you can use. It's not only an idea. And that's what bridges it into your reality, that it's physical. Because we live in a 3D physical reality. So that's also how it helps you. You're able to use it. Not only think about it, because that's not embodiment. Embodiment is physical. Wow. Also powerful. I love it so much. (laughs) So my next question for you is, what can essential oils support in regards to personal wellness? And we've kind of touched on this in big ways, but... Feel free to unpack this however you feel. Oh, yeah. Well, personal wellness is highly intuitive and personal. So something that the allies do also is they help illuminate the little pieces that you might not be consciously aware of. Wellness ultimately is also about homeostasis. So the way that we use essential oils, we apply topically, we use aromatically, we take internally, they activate or deactivate 
certain glands, organs, body systems. And when those things are activated or deactivated in a certain way, they come into balance and they create homeostasis. So when we're looking at personal wellness, we're looking at becoming more homeostatic with our day-to-day. We're looking at alignment and how we can walk with our reality instead of arguing with it. And so the same way that we would put on a sweater if we were cold or take it off if we were hot, we can use the allies to impact our body space, our mental space, our spiritual space, and our emotional space so that we have a homeostasis, we have a balance point. And I'd love to offer too, if you're feeling if you're feeling a little wild, if you want to give me something that you've been working with, and we can just kind of play in real time about how the allies might impact your reality. So I've actually got two things that come to mind, and one of them you already maybe tackled, but you might have another ally that you want to highlight. So the first one is any way that I could align myself with a plant ally that supports feeling more centered and grounded. This comes up because there's just been a lot of rapid change going on this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm always trying to get more grounded. I lack a lot of earth in my chart. So I'm <laughs> always seeking that earth energy. I have so much fire and so much air in me. And that really keeps me lifted. But sometimes I can get carried away. There is a pun in there. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Weird. let's start there. And I do have another one that I'd love to ask you about as well. Oh, yeah, totally. So This is particular, especially where there's a lot of air. So woods are very grounding, for sure. But for something that's extra, extra air, you actually want to go underground. You want to go into roots. So I would go vetiver, for sure. Vetiver is the oil of the inner descent. And getting to know the the deepest, most inclusive parts of ourselves yeah, that's what I would go with for sure for you. Also, because I know you, Vetiver. Being uplifted, Cedarwood is also a really great one if we're feeling distant or separate from community. And that's why we're ungrounded. Cedarwood is the oil of community. That's so helpful. And also for people who, with everything that's going on this year, there's been a lot of like actual physical isolation. Yeah, the separation. So, yeah, knowing that that can help bridge that gap. I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. My other inquiry for you, there has just been a huge amount of grief in the air this year. Yeah. I don't think I'm the only one who's just like, how do I process all of this grief and, and what can make that a little bit easier for me and for our listeners who might be feeling similarly? Yeah. There is profound shifting underneath, you know, who we have always believed ourselves to be too. And grief is an emotion that is not talked about, especially in our culture, in the Western culture. We don't have the same cultural markings for the death of things. We don't see the death of things as transformative. And the rising feminine right now, going from Piscean to the Aquarian time, We're in this time of rising feminine where it's especially majestic to tap into the life-death life cycle. So the masculine, traditionally, that idea with the Piscean is life and death. It's very simple. It's very dual. But this Aquarian time, life-death life, there's a rebirth. There's a deconstruction to reconstruction right now. And there's rapid cycle alchemy. Grief is the linchpin for processing what's happening, figuring your grief out by feeling it. And so grief is actually one of the top three things people come to me. Grief is actually my spirit animal. Um, I've worked with grief for years. That's actually how I found geranium too. In addition Mm. to all of the facets of geranium, it's also really prevalent for grief. When we're working on changing, we have to grieve what was. People forget that part because it's kind of inconvenient and it's really painful. But if we don't let go of what was, we can't really be with what is. And so geranium is actually one of my favorites for grief. There's another blend called breathe. Whenever we're working with grief, we're working with the lung channel. 
the lungs are what carry grief in our body. We think of this when we have choking sobs. We can't breathe. There's too much to take in and we can't seem to let it all out. So breathe is really great. You want to work with your respiratory system. Breath work is also really potent with your allies, with your oils. So the breathe blend and geranium are what I typically recommend to people that are doing work with grief. And there's a refuge available in grief when we allow it to be, when we don't argue with the radical nature of how we accept it. We recognize that it's true and it's a part of us, just like any other facet would be. Grief is one of the most natural human emotions, but it really hits on our shame, on our worthiness, and the way that we interpret what we're allowed to have or be. So generally, when we're working with those kind of feelings, you really want to go with the flowers and the woods because you're working with resilience and you're working with identity. And so trees, they don't move. Trees drop their pods and they create community around them. Flowers, they're designed, they're whispers on the wind, their seeds travel. Things come to them, right? Flowers are for the bees. The bees come to the flowers. And it's the same with grief. Grief builds a community around itself. And in that way, it's hard to break free of it. There has to be something that can help to clarify, help to break through the fog of that depth of emotion. It's like very damp emotion. And it gets trapped in the body. I think a lot of grief too, just because I have spent, it might sound casual, and that's really only because I've worked with grief for so many years. And ancestrally, when we talk about working with our feminine, grief is just, it's part of our embodiment as Aquarian women that have come here to rise this tide of the feminine. And grief is a really movable emotion if we allow the depth of feeling. So what often happens with grief, it's similar to anger. The depth of it is shocking to people. They're, un- they're not really aware that they have that capacity. And the trauma line is so deep occasionally that we have to wake something up inside of us that's been dormant or sleeping. And often that's through the subconscious. So 90 plus percent of our decisions every day, they're subconscious. And when we bring in the allyship, that's what we're working with. We're working with our subconscious mind in order to facilitate. We hear the invitation. Life is an invitation. And then we can start to attend the gather, start to come to the party, start to wake from within, from this dormancy. Because it's so much easier to be complacent. It's so much easier easier to not make any waves and not share how we really feel. But in that, we actually harbor the feeling. We we trap it inside of ourselves. We can't really breathe. These are unprecedented times. There, it's profound. Yeah, it is. But to be able to use these plant allies to ground down so that we can really be with that grief, so that we can really process it, to grow beyond it, to be able to move forward so that we don't feel like we fractured a piece of our soul and left it in that grief. We can say, hey, I'm going to take the time to tend to you. Oh, yeah. And it's a unity consciousness being called forth. The individual is the smallest unit of society. Change starts with the individual and the choices that we make. And to be able to calibrate ourselves to the resonance and the rhythm of the earth, the earth rhythm is timeless. There's rhythm to the seasons. It's very different than the 24-hour cycle that we live in in a modern time. The seasons have a different kind of shifting. They go moment to moment. They don't go minute to minute. And when we embody the allyship, when allyship becomes a lifestyle choice, we know what to reach for and when. We're so assisted. We're so supported and we're never left alone. It's such a powerful choice to make with the allies in your life. A lot of times people will ask me, well, how many would I need or what would I have to do? And honestly, you can do so much working with one, working with one ally. 
it's a profound thing. You know, our mind loves to complicate everything. And that's part of why the feelings get stuck in our body. We think we have to define them or explain them when really we just have to feel them, especially at the most inconvenient times. And it's developing that courageousness to feel in the face of inconvenience, where you'll really find connection between the allies and your your 3D life. Wow. So freaking powerful. I love it. (laughs) So shifting us back towards some more of the specifics in regards to ways folks can use these essential oils as plant allies, I know that there's three different ways that they can be used. And you mentioned them earlier. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay, so the three ways you're talking about using essential oils, you've got the aromatic, which is in a diffuser. You breathe it in, it goes into your bloodstream that way. And then you've got topical that is on your skin with or without a carrier oil. And the last one, internal, this one is where you can get curious with an individual. So if you have someone like me that you trust, that's really knowledgeable, and you want to go deeper into how you can use essential oils internally safely, that's what I would say there about the internal. Love it. My next question for you is, are there any common misconceptions about essential oils that you would like to speak to? So this is a big question, but I'm going to try to keep it as simple as I can. And it's just that when something becomes popular, it's easy for something to get more corrupted or diluted. So when we're talking about essential oils, we're talking about volatile organic compounds. And we're talking about distillations from the earth. So purity and potency are the only way that you're going to be able to receive therapeutic benefit. And when you use products marketed as essential oils that aren't essential oils that are actually perfumes, your body doesn't respond therapeutically. It creates a detox reaction most often, and that's usually where you get rashes or things from products like this. You put something in your bath and it can burn your skin because it's a chemical. So you can get a chemical burn for putting a chemical in your bath. Yeah. Wow. That's really important for people to know. And thank you for sharing that. I know that there are a ton of different essential oil companies out there. I also know that you have been loyal and you've been using doTERRA for years, way before it was trendy. And I'm curious, can you share a little bit with us about why you choose to align with doTERRA specifically? Yeah. So doTERRA is a magical gift to the to the universe. doTERRA is a great company. They watch out for their people. They watch out for their plants. So purity and potency are two facets when you really want to work therapeutically with essential oils that you have to require from the source that you're getting them from. So purity comes from the plant being distilled without anything else. So steam distillation or cold pressing There's nothing else but the plant. So it's lavender flower. It's not lavender roots, dead lavender, anything that was with the lavender, any herbicide sprayed on the lavender. You really want to go with something that's 100% pure. And so doTERRA has a certification called CPTG, which is certified pure therapeutic grade. And it actually goes beyond organic. It's herbicide-free, pesticide-free, very, very pure. Potency comes from something being harvested in season in the region of the world where it grows the best. So for an example, our lavender is from Bulgaria. And though lavender can grow all over the world, the lavender that grows in Bulgaria is the highest in the compounds that are beneficial that we receive from lavender. And so doTERRA chose to source its lavender there. They're very loyal to their farmers. They are beyond fair trade with their practices, and they have a charity called Healing Hands, which I really love. You can check that out on their website, too. They donate a lot. They support a lot of different communities. And when you're looking to source something that you're going to put in your body, purity and potency, I don't think there's anything else that's more relevant. Definitely. Wow. That is so important to know and to be able to differentiate and understand like who you purchase from and how they support the places that they source 
the product that you are purchasing. It really matters because if you're someone who really cares about eating organic, are you really going to want to buy and use essential oils that are toxic perfumes that are not even really essential oils? Like, of course not. Yeah, it's really profound. And doTERRA, you know, they're not a public company. doTERRA is privately owned. So because they're privately owned, they can choose quality over quantity. That's really important and very rare in the industry. So it really separates them, putting the people first. I have worked with a lot of essential oils in my life, and doTERRA continues to blow my mind with how committed they are. That's why I've worked with them for so long. And I'm very proud to represent doTERRA. They have done so much for my life in a dozen different ways. When we're really talking about what it means to partner with a company, we want to be able to check and balance where things are coming from. And so that's where that website I was talking about earlier, source to you comes in. doTERRA fact checks everything. They're tested for third parties. So they're not tested internally. These are all third party tests. There are a lot of them. And I've seen doTERRA not carry a product because it didn't meet their standards, even if it was really popular. And that's just not something that a company that has a lot of shareholders can do because they have quotas. They have deadlines. They have things to produce and dollars to earn. doTERRA takes the time to make sure that things are pure. And it's really refreshing in this kind of modern fast-paced world to know that this company that is giant, over 8 million customers worldwide, takes the time to really make sure that they can stand behind their products that way. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like they rock people and plants over profit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their, their slogan is in pursuit of what's pure. I love that. That's so good. And then I just want to reiterate source to you. That's like a website that people can go to and get more information. Yeah, Source to You is really unique. So only doTERRA has it. And on the bottom of every bottle of your doTERRA essential oil, there's a little number code. And so you can look at the bottom, you can find the code, and you can input it into the Source to You website. You will get the exact chemical composition, the exact constitution of your bottle from that website. Knowledge is power. So it's great that they make it so easy for you to to go get empowered with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So freaking awesome. So we're wrapping up here and I've just got a couple quick questions for you. But one of them that kind of ties us all together and you've alluded to it a little bit is what kinds of daily rituals or practices do you have in place for yourself that involve essential oils? Oh, yeah. Wow. So I don't I couldn't go a day at this point without my allies. They are with me all the time. I have them all over my home. All over my bags, you know, you switch your purse and you've got like to do all the things. There's always bottles in there that I'll rediscover. I choose oils every morning on purpose with a purpose. So I will wake up in the morning. I will thank the goddess for giving me another day. And then I'll go over to my essential oil cabinetry and I'll just kind of sense what I might need today. I'll take it with me to my meditation and I'll use it breathwork wise. I'll put it in my hands and I'll breathe it in. I'll put it on my body. I might take it internally if it's one that I know I can. And I'll just work with it. I'll carry it with me for the day. Ritual is really important in this feminine time. Like we were talking about earlier, routine is in this old masculine time. The ritual is a way to reframe it. And as we learn about our individual phases, and we place our allies in the places, they just naturally plug in to what's missing in our day. So I use them all the time to support myself. I use them all the time to figure kind of what's going on underneath my subconscious, what I think is going on versus what really is happening. The essential oils give me a lot of clarity that way. So day to day, I use them in my meditations. I use them in my practices with my rituals. And then I use them really practically too. I put them in my water. I put them on my body. I put them in my diffuser. I put them on other people, other people around me. 
Um, it's a way to dose the environment with the vibe that you want to project. Ooh, so good. Yes. I was just thinking as you were speaking too, that it would be so wonderful to intertwine something like an affirmation practice or a mantra with a plant ally. And the one that comes to mind is magnolia that we were speaking about earlier to be able to be utilizing the magic of magnolia while you're repeating something that you want to affirm to yourself, like I am enough, right? That's such a powerful, simple affirmation that many of us have heard, but like, have we really allowed ourselves to embody it? And using something like Magnolia could help bridge that gap, I think, in a big way. Oh, yeah. When you get to know the allies and you find they basically each are an affirmation, like each essential oil has a very specific message. And when you learn about the message that you're looking for, the confirmation that you're looking for, and you start to use the essential oil in conjunction with that idea, you can start to embody it with a resonance that's beyond your thinking mind, creating real change, long-term change in your life because you're repatterning your subconscious. You're working with your neurology. It's very deep. Mm. That is a perfect segue into my next question for you, which is, do you have an affirmation or a mantra that you've been really loving recently? Oh my gosh. Well, I just got reintroduced to Louise Hay, my dear friend Jocelyn, who you also know. She just blows my mind with her wisdom bombs. And she reminded me of Louise Hay and just this, I release resistance. I release resistance. I am willing to change. That's what I've really been working with. And I've been using grapefruit and cilantro a lot in that facet. Cypress has been with me. Cardamom is just a daily right now when I'm thinking about objectivity and letting go of what I think something is going to look like so that I can see what something actually is. Ooh, so much clarity to be found in that. I release resistance. I am willing to change. Mm -hmm. I think being <laughs> willing to change, oof, that's so powerful right now, especially with all the change that's going on is like, we do not need to hold on. We do not need to grasp on to what was or what we believe is or what we believe should be. We just can be here in the present moment with what is. Yeah, the power is in the present moment. But the overwhelming nature of the human experience really is that we don't have control. We don't have control. We always have choice, though. And that's where I think people can get a little confused. Like they think that control is the choice, but we actually always get to choose how we're going to respond. If we're stuck in reaction, nothing happens. There's no movement there. But being able to respond to what's happening, to be able to be in your body, witnessing objectively, staying as neutral as you can, and then make a choice with clarity I mean, that's going to take you so much farther into your destiny. Yes, I love that. Next up, I have what I call rapid fire questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exciting. So, right? So the way that this works is I'll give you a this or that, and any answer is valid. You can answer with, you know, one of the two options. You can answer with both. You can answer with neither. And if you feel creative, you can give me a completely different answer, and that is also acceptable. Oh, are you ready? I think so. <laughs> All right. New moons or full moons? Mm, new moon. Sunday or Saturday? Oh, Sunday. Incense or candles? Mm, essential oils. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, well, I got to change this question. <laughs> Love it. Beaches or mountains? Oh my gosh, beaches. Tarot cards or oracle decks? Oh. Dang. Oracle decks. So tough, right? That's a hard one. Yes, because I use several every day. <laughs> same, same, same. Okay, morning person or night owl? Mm, morning person. Read a book or listen to a podcast? Podcast. Phone calls or text messages? Phone calls. Crystal gems or crystal balls? Ooh, crystal gems. Cup of coffee or cup of tea? 
Uh, cacao. <laughs> ah, yes, cacao. <laughs> we'll put that on the list of other topics we'll have to bring you back to talk about. So good. So much magic. The cacao magic is, is real. <laughs> so last question I have for you is, since this is the Soul Full of It podcast, what are you soul full of right now? Oh, honestly, excitement. Yeah, love it. So speaking of excitement, I'm sure that folks who are listening to this episode are excited to hear about how they can connect with you. And I know that you are offering free virtual one-on-one essential oil wellness consultations to help folks identify their own unique plant allies. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and also tell us about ways that folks can connect with you? Where can they find you so that they can ask you any questions that come up with or get their hands on some of these magical essential oil plant allies? I would love to. So the one-on-one consults are super epic magic deep dives into the individual's curiosities around what they're working with. I give them ritual. I give them ideas about allies. And we just get to the bottom of these questions that they've been asking. I love one-on-one work. It's a very potent medicine for these times. And connecting with me, my website, moonbeamdaydream.com and Instagram is at Freedom Chevarello, which you will get a high five if you can spell Chevarello correctly the first time. But I'm sure Carrie will put it in the show notes for you. Yes, definitely. And what I'll also do is when I post about this episode on at Soulful of It on Instagram, also on the Facebook page, I will include it in the show notes, but I will be tagging Freedom as well so that you will have a really easy way to be able to connect with her. If for some reason you cannot find her at all, get a hold of me. I will connect the two of you. (laughs) Magic will come upon all of us, I'm sure, when that happens. And yes, always happy to help make that connection and couldn't recommend checking out Freedom's website, moonbeamdaydream.com more because essential oil is just the beginning. Like there is so (laughs) much more magic in this being that I am honored to be able to share your wisdom, to share this space with you, Freedom. Like it's just puts me over seriously over the moonbeam to have you here because oh my gosh, I just adore you in every way. And I know for our listeners, I know that they're going to walk away with so much magic and so much insight. And this plant allyship journey is unlike anything else. I can't say enough good things about how wonderful you are and how grateful I am to have you here. So thank you so, so, so much. Yes, it's a high honor. That is everything that we've got for you guys on today's episode. And we hope that you have a wonderful and soulful rest of your day. <laughs>